just happy to be here. What is up, beautiful people of the world? My name is Exact Change, and I'm happy to be here today with my guest, Moot from Fruit Bakes. <laughs> How's up, it going, man? man? It's good. <laughs> happy to be here. I am happy to be here with you. <laughs> and uh, you're here at the, the Fortress, the Bat Cave. Is that what you're calling it now? Yeah, that's what I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> As of right now. So, um... It's pretty cool. Um, I wanted to get you on the podcast because you have a really cool brand. And uh, we got a lot of things that, we're, that we can talk about. But um, one thing that I think is really cool is just um, like what you do with your brand and like how um, just how you've taken fruit and weed and made it like a really recognizable, fun, uh, like apparel brand. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Always try to do things a little bit differently it's definitely concept most people don't understand or quite grasp right when they see it so mm -hmm. but i like that well i like to get baked i like fruit i like to be healthy um a lot of the stuff you do is very vibrant very colorful yeah uh, when you're at the orchard it's a whole vibe dude it's like it is yeah it's, it's just it's super cool man i can't even remember like when i first met you i can't remember where it was or when it was but i just know that um I didn't know, I didn't, I definitely didn't connect you to the brand. I was just like, oh shit, like fruit baked. Okay. And I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. And that's, that's the way I like it. I, I think I don't want my personal identity tied in with the brand. It should be its own thing. You mm -hmm. know, it's not, I'm not selling myself. I'm selling art. I'm selling clothing. I'm, you know, anything that influences me and influences the people I work with as well. So unlike what most people, like if you're an, when you're an artist, usually you're selling your art, but a lot of people are selling themselves. Right. Especially when it comes to like music and stuff like that. It's even these days, it's less about the music and more about, you know, the, the persona and the, and the character and the, you know, the face tats and the fucking, you know what I mean? What they're wearing, what they're driving what kind of yeah. watch you have, like all that kind of shit. It seems like things have been less focused on the actual art. And it seems like you focus more on the art and less on any kind of a status or. Yeah. I think some of that comes from social media in general. Just if you're doing something and you're proud of it and it can get you some clout personally too, most people are going to take advantage of that because it is important to have a strong personal following too on social media, especially if you're a musician, you know, can't just be about your music you got to sell yourself you always hear that saying uh you got to sell yourself right yeah. like people yeah. people are like they like they like you that's why they like your product um but with that's why this is so intriguing because it's the opposite it's like yeah. people don't even need to know who you are um but they see the brand and they're like oh this is cool like it's very cartoony mm -hmm. um and you can really like if you go through your instagram because it's just on instagram right like as far as uh, where you kind of do a lot of your yeah like the yeah. stories and all that kind of stuff pretty much everything's on instagram um you can really see the progress like if you go uh back all the way to kind of the mm -hmm. beginning of your instagram and you kind of move up where you're looking at just sketches Mm -hmm. of of apples and and different little things that you're little doing cartoons. little cartoons and then yep. it kind of becomes all these different things like the little photo shoots um that you guys mm -hmm. have done with um with the ski masks and the and the shopping carts and the you know fuck i was just looking at the one with the the, the snake on the chick's arm and shit <laughs> yeah. i was just like dude it's yeah. it's just it's just cool and it, i think it's rare for something like that in spokane 
Cause you don't, I don't know any other brand that does things like you do, which is cool. I appreciate that. I, I don't really think about it, you know, yeah. about Spokane. Like mm-hmm. I think there are talented people in Spokane, but I don't want to be, we don't want to have a cool clothing brand for Spokane. We just want to have a cool clothing brand. Yeah, you know, exactly. You just happen be to be in where we're making it. Yeah, yeah. that influences us, us and we like where we live, mm-hmm. but that's not, that's not the goal. No, no. And, and for, but so for, for other people that live here, it's like the opposite end. We're like, oh man, like Spokane has a cool clothing brand. You know what I mean? So even though it's not on purpose, we're like, fuck dude. Like, see the thing with Spokane is that's, I feel like it's always been lacking on people following through with cool shit. Like there's a lot of cool shit. A lot of people are like, oh, they get excited and try to do something. But people that are actually executing and, you know, putting out really quality thought out art it's just it's not it's not rare rare but it's it's definitely becoming more prevalent now but i mean if you've lived here for a while there's always been artists like zemic and and, mm-hmm. and those kind of casts that are out there just tagging and people doing that kind of shit but um when you're moving into clothes i think that that's just i mean it's just so cool because we it, it it broadens it out to to all people everybody wears clothes you know so yeah i think in the past, I spoke hands getting better at this, but in the past lack of follow through is probably because of a lack of support, you know, definitely it, it gets hard to keep making music or making art or doing something that you're really passionate about and you love and no one's giving you a pat on the back no for one's it. Receiving it. Well, yeah, people are going to like alter and not stay true to what they wanted to do because then they start trying to please other people instead of make what they believe they should be making. So that's funny because that's exactly what happens is people like they at first you start by well most of the time right the authentic artists they start with just creating something from the soul something that they want to create and then down the line when something doesn't get enough attention or it doesn't get enough sales or it doesn't get enough listens or then people start trying to tweak things to please people yep you guys never do that i mean from the outside looking in it doesn't seem like you guys are ever really switching up many things to please people you're just coming out with new authentic art maybe you're tightening up things and making things like the art better you know but it's not like you know what i mean more refined and more um but i I don't see like like you you know what i mean really like trying to cater to a certain demographic or you know what I mean? You guys, you just, yeah, not necessarily, but at the end of the day, people still have to like it and buy it. I might not be making it for a particular person or we might not be, but if you're not selling anything, you're not a business. So it's true. You know, so do you think, so does that, that comes that that's obviously in your mind from time to time, the, the business aspect. Cause I know that art and business, these two things, they don't go well together. If you're the artist and you're worried about business, like I feel like yeah, those those two things really should be separate as far as an artist should be focused on art and then the, you should have a businessman focused on business. And when you're doing these yeah. two things together, they can kind of convolute, you know, one another. Yeah, that is hard. And up to this point as a brand, we have focused more on just being creative, telling a story, creating branding, you know, where people see us and you know, get a feel for like, they feel like they know what it is. Um, and have been less focused on the business side of things and sales. 
and that's you know something we need to improve and just focused on the 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 i mean the actual art like when somebody buys it they're not worried about how they found it they're not like oh dude this guy's marketing plan is on point they're just like yeah. this is a dope shirt like yeah. i don't know how i found this but it's fucking dope and i and i fuck with it and i like your guys' stuff too cuz it's all different um now we'll get into like how you release stuff and stuff like that later but you know how it'll go from just like an apple that says fruit baked to like the adam and eve one yeah you know shit like that and then the uh wasn't there some nuns that was the same drop the same was, drop yeah yeah nun holding yardstick that whole thing was themed around the, like forbidden fruit drops so adam forbidden and eve fruit. okay so yeah it all kind of was themed around that yeah i love uh you know uh, all the art can be totally different as long as you know the drop is cohesive and there's somewhat of a theme to it you, you know you can do some photography you can do graphics you can do all those in one release you know yeah you uh i mean if you don't mind <laughs> and then it like looked down and it's gone <laughs> well uh i guess first off shout out to to cinder for hooking us up with some with some weed to smoke thank you cinder yeah we got some of this super lemon haze because we both got things to do it's only what probably what is it three in the afternoon yeah, it's, so it's still early a lot of day left um god that's what happened bro i put <laughs> it too, in there it's too sticky it's too sticky and then i like pull it up so shout out to root down for having some sticky icky um so a san francisco 49ers or no a a, a giants fan Yep, the Giants fan, football yep. fan. I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> oh damn, yep. bro! There's a lot of Raiders fans here. Yeah, there's a lot of Raiders fans, Cowboys fans everywhere. And I feel Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh fans. Yeah, it's a lot of those three teams right there. There's a reason behind Pittsburgh that I heard that's pretty interesting. Um, they're one of the most like spread out fan bases because the entire economy of Pittsburgh was built around the steel industry, and that collapsed. So all those people got dispersed and had to get new jobs in different cities. Wow. So there's lots of people whose family history is in Pittsburgh, but they don't live in Pittsburgh anymore because it's the whole industry the city was built on. So they had gone. to leave and that's where they, so yeah. that's what's, that's, that's what's actually good. That's why there's towels in every stadium when it's they It's nice to know that at least they're from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Because how many people do we get, uh, or like the homie Joey is a mm -hmm. Pittsburgh fan and he's never been to Pittsburgh before, but he said he's a, fa he's a Pittsburgh fan because his name's Cordell. And when he was a kid, there was a guy on the team named Cordell. It's funny when you're a kid, um, you'll pick your team based on things that have no, nothing to do with stats or this, yep. even the city. Like when I was, when I was a kid, I wasn't a Seahawks fan. Cause I was like, Oh man, I owe it to my city to, to be a Seahawks fan. I was like, dude, the Buccaneers got the dopest logo. I fuck with pirates. I fuck with them. And that was it. They were like my favorite fucking team, dude. Until I became older and people were like, you're not a Seahawks fan. And then, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, I got to rep my city and stuff like that. But when I was a kid, I just wanted to. So when did that change? I mean, cause when we're, we're talking about liking the Buccaneers, this was probably like, I was probably like 10 or 12, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I was dressing up like a pirate for fucking Halloween. And I, I just really was, I was just picking the logo and the color scheme. I was like, Ooh, red and gray and black. That's dope. And they then, were good around that time though, too. Isn't that 
it was, what, it was around like 2000 when they beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Oh, they beat the Raiders? But yeah. that, I remember them going to the Super Bowl. It was like uh, Wark, Dunn. They had, uh, I don't know if you know anything about the Bucks, but they had Keyshawn Johnson. They had a they had a mm-hmm. whole bunch of real fire. Yeah, they had a fire team, dude. So I might have just liked them because they were super good, too. But yeah. so I think that was when Gruden left the Raiders, went. Oh, Gruden was the coach. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So the Raiders, man. So what? Why are you? Are you from California? No, I'm from Spokane. And you're a you're a Giants fan and a Raiders fan. Explain, R- explain yourself, sir. Uh, Raiders, because of Bo Jackson, was just the man when I was a little kid. And then the Giants were really good when I was really little. Um, and I was the youngest. I have three older brothers, so you kind of copy what your older brothers do. And they were Giants fans at the time, so. So wanted, that, to wear, wanted to wear a Giants hat like them, and it just stuck. So did that? So were you uh, like a baseball fan, or was it just more like the team and the camaraderie and your brothers and you know rocking the hat mm. and the jerseys and stuff like that? Or, were, or do you enjoy baseball? Did you play baseball? That's the thing. When I was younger, it was I like playing baseball, but when you're a kid, you don't like sit down and watch a lot of full baseball Never. games. Yeah, no. Or so an adult. I was a baseball fan, but I played baseball. I wasn't like you know, watching every Giants game. But that's kind of like a correlation though. It's like, I, I fuck with baseball and, and sports was kind of a big thing when you're a kid. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's For, like, you don't, I, mean, it's huge. I, I wasn't doing a lot of like when you're, when you're older, it's interesting because you're just, you probably have a thing you're focused on. You have a, a passion and art uh, you have a job, you have like all these other things and, and sports are definitely huge, but um, it's easy to not watch a game or easy to just miss shit. You know, like I've missed five, like, you know, four, five Seahawks games this season. It's just when you're grown, it's not too big of a thing. And when you're a kid, maybe you don't watch the games either, but it's so much more when you're in school and stuff to be repping a team like or wearing the hat, you know, yeah. well, and back then you couldn't watch every game unless you're a Braves fan that like it wasn't like now where you can get every game you can get every game that's, <laughs> yeah that's it wasn't so like true. that yeah so for me baseball was like uh baseball to me is very nostalgic because like when I would come home from school and and my parents would come home like my dad would just have the Mariners game on every night or you know every night that they played so it was like you know me like I didn't like it I, I mean I was like oh baseball uh, okay you know, I'm trying to watch fucking Hey Arnold, bro. I'm trying to watch <laughs> fucking Doug, you know? And, uh, you know, I guess it kind of just like, you know, at, at then you don't appreciate it. That's what's weird about like being younger and looking back is like you didn't appreciate shit. And then when you get older, you really appreciate it. Um, and there's like, <laughs> dude, that saying from The Office, I don't know if you've ever seen The Office, but they say, uh, Andy from The Office, he says, I wish there was a way to know that you're in the fuck uh oh god damn it i know right i'm gonna forget on the podcast um i wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days before they're over yeah that's you know what i'm saying yep so it's like we all have that when it's like oh my god you know being younger and playing basketball and going to soccer practice and all these things that was the good old days but then you were probably like fuck soccer practice this shit is hard dude like i'm trying to play video games i gotta go run i gotta go sweat like it's funny how 
your priorities change when you become an older person and you're just like, what was fun to you when you were a kid? You're like, that's work now. Like soccer. I look back on soccer. I was like, fuck dude. I was just running so much. Did you play soccer as a kid? No soccer. No soccer. So what was your, uh, what was your first sport? Uh, I mean, kind of all simultaneously football, basketball, baseball, but then oh, wow. getting older, just basketball. So when did you start? Was it, you, I mean, I know that's kind of a weird question. Was it like younger, like, you know, Sixth grade, fifth grade, way, way before earlier that. than that. It's a little like, league. Yeah, like I was getting Fisher Price basketball hoops for you know first second birthday. Always, <laughs> always playing sports. So, so always been a big basketball fan. Yeah, because I know yeah. when I go to your fucking uh, when I go to your spot and I'm in the orchard, I'm looking around, I'm seeing little basketball hoops, I'm yep. seeing you know Bulls. Shit, are you a Bulls fan? Who's your basketball um, team? I'm a Blazers fan. I definitely when I was younger, I was a Bulls fan, mostly just obsessed fan. with Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah, and then I would go to Portland visit my grandpa, and he'd take me to Blazers games. Dope. And so I liked the Blazers. And then when Pippen left the Bulls and went to the Blazers, th- then it was like hundred percent. Like, oh, oh, what's fan. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Bulls, so, Bulls sucked. Blazers were good. Been to uh, here. Let me clear this. Uh, been to a Sonics game ever? Yeah, um, they actually used to. Every year they would do a exhibition game at the Spokane Arena against the Utah Jazz. Really? Yeah. So when, growing up in Spokane, like you could go watch an exhibition game. The starters might only play a few minutes, but you could go watch Sonics so games in Spokane. Is, is that so? I mean, is that like a preseason game? Yeah, essentially. Yep. Okay. So they would come out. You'd be, oh shit, Pippin. Yeah. yeah. So or no, it was Sonics. It was Sonics and, and the Jazz. Sonics yep. and the Jazz. So it was. Uh, damn, bro. Who, who was on the Sonics, bro? You had fucking. I mean, I can only pull from like a season that I can remember, but like Vin Baker, Gary Vin Payton, Baker, man, fucking, uh, he had his own signature Jordans, Vin, Vin Baker, dude. Yep. Remember when shoes were such a big deal? Oh, like yeah. if you fucked with a basketball player, you're like, Oh, Oh, cause you're a shoe guy. Yeah. Huge shoe guy. Yep. And we'll get to that too. But, <laughs> um, Kemp, that dude was fucking cool, man. Yep, he shoe guy had his own signature shoe. He had a they si- had three signature shoe. shoes on the same. Because if you could dunk like that on people, bro, you're getting a shoe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you had to, you oh, had yeah. to either be able to just hit threes in people's faces. The Reebok Kamikaze was his shoe. Like, did uh, did John Stockton have a shoe? Mm, he never had a signature shoe. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck because no. he could only lay it up. If he could have fucking just been a little <laughs> bit taller and dunked the ball, somebody probably would have <laughs> got a fucking shoe. Now, did uh. Did motherfucking uh, Carl Malone? Who are you thinking of? Vince Carter. Did he, he had his signature? own signature shocks. Because he could fucking dunk. At one point, he had those ugly shocks where the shocks went not just on the heel, but the whole length of the shoe. And they had a zipper on them. Yes. Dog. Allen Iverson was the only one that can get away with a fucking zipper on the shoe, bro. Hey, Gary Payton's shoes had zippers. The Did glove. They? He had the whole the whole shoe zipped and the whole shoe came off it was like a shoe inside of a shoe okay i think i remember those never would have bought son those, of the though. glove so what is the most uh what's the most iconic shoe the jordan three. okay besides the jordans what's the most iconic shoe i mean just shoes in general just like the most iconic basketball uh signature shoe i mean if you want to be like a true historian about it it's got to be the chuck taylor Oh shit! Because that's a basketball shoe. Yeah, I mean that's the most iconic shoe ever. That's what everyone wears. More than a more than a Jordan. Yes. 
Wow. And they're a lot cheaper. It will definitely outlast Jordans. And they're cheaper. That's what's crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like a pair of Jordans, the, the amount of money that people pay for a pair of Jordans these days, any days, all the days. Yeah. That shit is fucking crazy, bro. Well, especially with the volume of what they put out is different before, you know, like when he was playing, like kids just wanted to save up to get their one pair of shoes that they wore for the whole school year. And they wanted to get that one new Jordan for the year. There wasn't all the old ones being retro new ones constantly a million colorways. So the fact that people are spending that much money and there's, you know, so many more pairs out there is nuts. It's, it's crazy how people can capitalize on the past and nostalgia Mm -hmm. and like, once you have all that retro stuff, you it's, it's crazy how some things become worthless. Like it, it, it works when it comes out and then it's, it's kind of loses its worth over time. And then mm-hmm. it's, and some things gain worth over time. Yeah. I mean, I think what it comes down to is when something's made to be collectible, that's what it is. Then it isn't because everyone keeps them. When something's made to be utilitarian, like a shoe, no one bought shoes in the nineties, spent a hundred dollar on a pair of Jordans and just put it in their closet to save it. Them. No, if a little True. kid had enough money to get a pair of Jordans, they wore them till there was holes the in them. Fuck out of those shoes. So dude. then if there was an unworn pair from the nineties, now it's really collectible. And so okay, yeah, now sense. Jordans are made to be collectible, but that whole craze of it started because they, they weren't, you know, beanie babies, babies are made to be collectible. Now they're worth nothing worth nothing because everyone saved them. True. So, and, and it's like, and it's, there's not a chance. I mean, there's a small chance that a beanie baby gets worn out, but not like a shoe. Like a shoe, yeah, it's no. like, you still got those? Yeah. See, what was very iconic to me as a child were those Iversons. So um, I've tried to find them, bro, and it's just stupid. I just the ones like, with the zipper? Not the zipper ones. The the honeycomb ones before those. That was his first shoe. The first shoe. The, the question. The question. And then there Which, was, wasn't there a question to, or the question two was the zipper, right? No, it went from the questions and then answers. Oh, the answers. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So the ones with the zipper, the answer the four. Answer. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, those were dope. And I remember when people had those, but there was just a year when I was in like seventh grade or something like that. It was like seventh grade or something. Everybody on the basketball team, if you played basketball, you had those questions. Like, yeah. It, it was that weird phase after jordan left the nba where all of a sudden everyone wanted to rock iversons and mcgrady's oh god like like it went for like well jordan's not playing anymore like who are the okay, new so young that's guys when so he like, left to go play baseball no no that's when, when he, he retired from the bulls the, jesus when did he retire was that like 90 after i mean 98 i think 98 season or and whatever. that was after he came back and played for the war or not the warriors he came the, back and play for the Wizards. The Wizards, yeah. A few years later, but um, okay. So that was a during years later. that. That was during that. He retired. But that whole awkward after the, he left the Bulls. That was when like all these other people sneakers like, started getting a lot more notoriety. People were like, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. I remember the same thing in middle school. Everyone was either wearing T Max or Iversons. Those T Max were fire. I think yep. it's crazy because there was a huge hole left when Jordan mm-hmm. left. Yeah, because he was that good. Now Kobe, Kobe has always been like one of my favorite players. He's just, because uh, this, I was actually thinking about this earlier, man, whether it's rap, whether it's uh, sports, no matter what it is, it's not all about the talent, but there's something about a motherfucker that makes him cool too. Yeah, that that flair, that style, like that's that's what Iverson had going for him in oh. spades. Like, oh God, dude. He had so much just like, and he came was never in a on a championship his, team. Uh, no, I went to the finals. 
and with the Sixers? Yeah, and lost to the Lakers, lost to Kobe. But he, I mean, he never won a title, and he was so good. Yeah, he was also surrounded with a bunch of guys who couldn't play offense. Like he was at the all. best. He was just guy surrounded on the team. by guys who could play defense and let him score. So it was just like get on Iverson. He, and he, I wonder how tall he was. He probably wasn't. It was like six two or something. Okay, so or something. what's crazy is when you're when you're looking at TV and you're watching uh, basketball players, bro. You're like, they don't these the shortest motherfuckers. You're like, oh, that guy's like five seven, and but the shortest motherfucker is yeah. like six three. Yeah, like the point guards like six yep. three. And when I was in high school, six three is like, oh, you're tall, or like oh, junior yeah. high, like, oh, you're tall, man. You you over six foot, you're tall. And then you think about the NBA, and you're like, oh, you're the size of a point guard. Yep, because the the fucking center is like, how tall? Uh, so you have you have brothers. You, your brothers are tall, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm got, six two, and I'm the smallest. You're six two, and you're the smallest, bro. Yeah. Tallest one six nine. Damn, bro. Doesn't play basketball. I think about all the problems you have to encounter being six nine. Like people are probably like, number one. Here's the number one problem you have to deal with being six nine. Everybody's saying, "Wow, you're tall." Yeah, asking if you like you play basketball. Like, <laughs> Jesus, like everyone thinks they want to be tall until you can't fit on an airplane, like or you can't like, like no cars comfortable. You, you can't buy shoes at the mall. Hit your fucking like, head yeah. on shit. Yep. Like you have to be extra aware. You can't just walk through a doorway. No. Especially in my fucking house, dude. My house in here, dude. This house is built for people that are like five five. I swear <laughs> to God, dude. I'm six four and I hit my head on fucking everything. It's like, um, I'll go to like grab a door handle and the door handles like, it's like low. It's, it's just, it, he had to like saw off the bottom of the door <laughs> to like fit it. So tall people problems, bro. Like all short. See, this is the thing is that like, uh, for all my single dudes out there, like short dudes get no love. So there's this big thing with like, you know, being tall is like a good thing, you know, because it's like, especially women are like. You know, if you're like 5'5", five, five, damn, bro, you better be able to fucking play the guitar like a motherfucker. personality. Or something. You got to have something, bro. It's tough. It's tough. That's what I'm saying. Like, a, a, a dude can uh, a dude can win because it's like, oh, you're 6'4", oh, you're 6'5", oh, you're 6'6", oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Like, damn. But Which, so much. That's it, weird to think about because at the opposite, I don't think guys really think that way. I mean, some guys might be into really tall girls or something but in general i don't know it's that big i of think a it's deal. actually the opposite yeah i think guys like you know it's just like guys like literal lit, lit, littler <laughs> littler women littler. Yeah, like women that are just small you know five four five 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 you know what i mean like five six like you know just when a girl is you know it's the opposite when a girl's like you know five eleven six foot Yep. She's like, ah, damn, I'm too tall. My brother, the one who's six nine, like, people were always trying to set him up with like other really tall girls. <laughs> oh, like no. for like he's like, why? Like I'm tall, so I have to date a tall chick. Like no, I like short girls. Like imagine like people just like Zach. I have this redhead for you. It's gonna <laughs> yeah, be it's yeah, gonna yeah. be fucking perfect. <laughs> you know, I have a whole lineup of redheads for you. It's like, dude, whoa, come on. Yeah, it's it. it I don't know. It's funny because. That's another thing on the list that gets annoying. Like you're tall, and it's like, oh, I got this girl. She's six one. She's perfect yeah. for you. <laughs> just like, I just want to meet somebody cool. Yeah, I don't care how tall they are. Yeah, I'm not trying to have a kid in the NBA. I just want now. See, women have a big issue with 
dating men that are shorter than them. So that that's a thing. That's that's like a weird thing for them. Like if they're tall, if say they're like five, you know, seven, five eight, which is probably like a you know taller for for a woman. You know what I mean? And a guy's like five four, <laughs> then then the woman's like, damn, he's got it all together. But damn, he's five four. Yeah, that might <laughs> that might work both ways though. It might be the guy that's insecure about that just as much as I bet. You no, know. I bet, dog. Being short, it's like that's what I guess. That's kind of what the purpose of this this talk is right here is that like be it's like a double-edged sword like a, a short guy will look at a tall guy and be like damn man you got it made and then the tall dude's like you don't, you don't want to be tall bro you yeah you don't have to go to like a special store to buy your clothes so. and nobody comes up to you when you're short and says whoa you're really short do you fit into small places <laughs> <laughs> you could be a jockey yeah you could be a jockey you could be a pilot. I, I'm too tall to be a pilot. Because no, and you know what's worse is it's because they don't want to offend you. Yeah. Nobody's gonna offend you by saying, "Wow, you're really tall." Do you play basketball? Did you get that nonstop? Um, all the time. Yeah. yeah like, uh, like people at school and shit. Like, I'd have the basketball coaches like trying to recruit me. Like, oh, you're tall. Yeah. Got to get you on the team. Or the wrestling coach would be like, "You're a pumpkin pusher. That's what you need to be doing. You need to be pushing pumpkins." What does that mean? Just, Playing basketball, apparently. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard Pumpkin that. Pumpkin pusher. Pumpkin pusher. So that's what the uh, like the wrestling coaches and shit would call gotcha. like, the basketball players. Because it was just like I don't know. There was like that kind of little bit of you know rivalry. Yeah, it's between the same sports. season. Same. It season. is the same season. That's yeah, right. yeah. You're always sharing the locker rooms and stuff, or down there after practice at the same time. God, locker rooms were locker rooms were weird, dude. Yeah, I'm so glad that locker rooms really aren't in my life right now especially when it's the wrestlers who actually all like get naked and shower together and oh, you're just the bro. basketball players like yo i just in high home. school I'm, bro don't want to see just that stopped giving a fuck like dicks were just out <laughs> like and it, and it was just like that locker room smell of like musty fucking thickness there's like a thickness in the air of like hot water and like wet towels and like you're just like fuck bro like i just get it bro i would fucking <clears throat> see a lot of a lot of cats that i knew had gym like in the first period you know sometimes you get gym that's the right worst away. i liked it at the end bro yeah i'd like get it at the end and then i go home and shower bro like yeah. and it's not it's not that i'm like super uh or that i was super weird about like getting naked around other dudes and shit like that because it's just like what it is in sports like you just you, you shower up you get through your shit like you just you know you just do you're, you're, it's not a weird thing you just do it right but um i've always liked just getting that, in my own space and just well, not, that age is rough to ask like some freshman who hasn't gone through puberty yet who's insecure to so be in a shower with like some 18 year old dude with a full beard <laughs> oh, like, that's awkward man oh, bro and like back in the day bullying was like i mean i i, I guess bullying now is, is real too but i mean we're talking like we're not talking cyber bullying we're talking about like i'm gonna fucking smack this young kid with my dick bullying <laughs> yeah, like, you know what yeah. I mean? i'm gonna knock this kid yeah. yeah it was just a weird time like especially in like uh if you were in middle school, like if you went to a middle school, because middle school is a weird one, right? Like you were really young and there were people that were like really old <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? compared to you. Yeah. You were just like, this is a fucking, you yeah. know, it was kind of crazy. Big gap in people's maturity levels in middle school. Big gap, dude. Yeah. And uh, which which is just like a lot of bullying. Did you deal with any bullying when you were a kid? Um, Obviously, not, you had not, brothers not. that were fucking six foot 
Yeah, I think crazy. crazy I don't know, not like any big problems with it. Obviously, you hang out with older brothers and older people. People are gonna like you know, pick on the little brother a little bit, but nothing, Test nothing. Yeah, bit. no, nothing that ever, you know, had any long long term effects that I know of. Yeah, for me it was a, uh, it wasn't like a an all the time thing, but I was just always I always felt outcasted. You know what I mean? Being like a like a tall lank gangly ginger because that's what i was right like i didn't uh i didn't work out a lot um so i was just really you know what i mean like how like it was, it's weird when you, in my situation like my body i was growing into my body all weird and shit and that's like that's like <laughs> like for most kids that's kind of how it is like you just like grow into your body weird but for me it was extra weird because I just had this like skeletal body <laughs> with these like long ass fucking long ass fucking arms, dude. And, like, and I still got a scrawny ass neck and I had like big ears and a big <laughs> nose and red hair. I was like, dude, I was like the fucking target, son. Now I was cool because I played a lot of basketball and that's the kind of where sports helped me, man. Like when you were yeah. badass at a sport, people respected you. Um, but still like, I, you know, I got a lot of shit and uh, I saw a lot of people getting a lot of shit like yep. the, the bullying things. And, and you're a dad now. Yeah. You have yep. a son, right? Yep. That's cool, man. Six, Congratulations. Six months old. Six months old. Yep. And I mean, that's the kind of thing um, that probably never crosses your mind that crosses your mind now when you're like, damn, you know, like these kids. I mean, just in general, being a dad, there's a lot of things that you think about now and a lot of things that you that move, that move a little bit differently, I'm sure. Maybe, maybe not at the six months, but I'm sure that are, they're going to develop as as you move on and you start thinking about this other person and what they're going to go through and what's happening on social yeah. media and the social media thing is really kind of a yeah it's kind of a weird thing yeah parents now are like trying to come up with solutions to problems their kids have that they never went through because of social media like and they don't how you know. bring up cyber like none of us were cyber bullied because we didn't have the internet in grade school and like, like and i had the internet in uh junior high and I would get on AOL instant messenger, mm -hmm. but there wasn't a lot of like somebody would have to get your screen name and message you and be like, you're a bitch, you know? And then, you, but yeah. they couldn't like publicly shame you. No, now they can kind of like publicly shame you. Like they can post a story and, and or, or they can make a post or they can, uh, you, you can kind of, I mean, I guess back then you could kind of rally people too. I'm trying to think, cause obviously I don't have any kids. And I don't um, go to school, so I don't know the exact effects of like bullying now. But I just know that I'm sure it follows you home a lot more. When well, you were a kid, you'd go home and you just fucking that guy's an it asshole. It lasts forever now. I don't you, have to you, see him till tomorrow. Now you're like fuck, dude. You back then you do something stupid or embarrassing at school, like that's what it is. Get over it. Now True. it's literally ten other kids with their phones out filming you. Oh, it could go viral, and then. A million people saw you getting or beat just, up or even just whatever viral like, in your school yeah it, either way it's permanent it's, it's not there. going away like that that's a new problem we didn't have that so i think that there are like you know facebook and a lot of these people are trying to take steps to remove stuff that's targeting people and fucking with people i mean you you hope that that's what they're doing but it, it's just kind of crazy man it's kind of crazy to think the things because uh I remember being young and, and thinking about old people and being like, ah, oh, fucking old people. They don't know shit. You know, they're just stuck in there. You know, I'm out here. I'm having fun. I'm doing my thing. Right. And now I'm that old guy. <laughs> Happens it, quick. It's weird, dude. It's so weird because I'm just like, oh, yeah, you kids and your music. 
listen to you, you you haven't listened to to Tupac you haven't listened to you know any of this stuff they're like no man little skies man little zan man like you what do you mean you got to listen to little uzi vert and i'm just like bro you need to educate yourself and they're just yeah whatever man that same shit and then i'm like fuck i'm that guy no you're the old dude i'm the old dude because i don't know if you saw but on instagram uh, i got nominated to do a thing that was post 10 albums that affected yeah, your life i saw that that have impacted your life i thought that was really cool man mm-hmm. and uh i was excited because i'd seen other people doing it and i was hoping i was just like hoping i was like please somebody nominate <laughs> me man because i love music so much and um there were a lot of albums that that really you know impacted me as a kid and uh I think that was actually kind of an escape from that really was an escape from a lot of uh, the not feeling included and um, because I wasn't bullied a lot, but I felt like I wasn't included. I probably uh, took myself out of a lot of stuff, but music was that thing where I could like, it's like I had my own thing. Yeah, it's your own world. It's my own world, man. Yeah, I could create my own soundtrack to my own world that was happening, and that was like so important. So, I want to ask you, um, maybe not ten, but like, what are what are like five um, albums that have that have impacted your life in a crazy way? I'll give you a second to. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I'm probably not going to think about this. Probably if I had time, I'd come up with a different list. But um, on to- off top, there's got to be some albums that you remember in your young life. Because in your yeah. young life, there was not that many albums. Yeah, life After Death was a big one. Um, Biggie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had those two discs. Like in high school, I put one of those two discs in every day I'm away to school. Every single day. for wow. like. So this is actually an easier way to do it. So, so in high school, it was uh, Life After Death. Yeah, I mean, I listened to a lot of other music, but of that course. was one of my go-tos. That was like a yeah. that was a really yeah. uh, heavy one. And then, so what about like uh, like junior high, middle school, like before that? What was something that was, you know, because that was the thing with CDs, man. You only had a, you know, what I mean? you only had a few CDs, or you had like ten CDs, and you had one that you'd fucking listen to. Yeah, I middle listen- school, I can't think of like one I listened to on repeat. I think was it a lot of hip hop? Was it yeah, more so- like alternative? My family listened to a lot of music from the 60s and 70s, old funk, old soul, okay, old stuff like that. So I had, you know, listened to Otis Redding and all these old classic artists, people I, my family really liked. But then my oldest brother was really into hip hop. Okay. So like I got introduced to like Goody Mob and Outkast and lots mm. of different stuff at a pretty young age. Um, and then I, I would say middle school was more where you start like, I don't know trying to find your own hip hop and music you like and get into. But I don't know if much of it stuck with me that I remember as much as lots Nothing of like the older albums. You haven't yeah. found something at that point yet. Cause like, what about, yeah. what about like elementary school? Like when you were a young, young kid. So were you listening to a lot of those funk albums and, and that kind of stuff or yeah, lots of classic rock, whatever was around play. Yeah. A lot of just like, I remember like Napster days, just like me and all my brothers all had all our music in the same spot so it was just the weirdest most that's so eclectic cool. mix where like awesome one then. brother has like a bunch of dave matthews band one brother has goody mob one brother has you so know you like just had everything just, yeah a little bit and yeah. so do you remember when you had like a friend or maybe you, you you probably were this friend because you had a lot of brothers where you could actually um you know you would burn mixes 
right? Yeah. And uh, so for me, being I was an only child, right? Um, so I would have to rely on other people to uh, burn me a CD. So I remember, I just remember it being this really fun thing to <laughs> write down like any of the dopest songs I could think yeah. of at the time and have like 18, 20, however many would fit on a CD, which is like 20, 21, I think, or 19 or, or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. It would fit on a CD and you would, um, you would give that to them and you'd be like, Ooh, I'm about to get this mix. <laughs> and, and just like having a mix three mix four, you know, yeah. party mix, fucking love mix summer jams summer jams you had all the fucking (laughs) oh man i remember when i first i remember when i got a burnt copy of chronic 2001 and that was like i was holding it like it was gold and i was bringing it home and like uh it's funny because eminem has this lyric where he's talking about you know kids hiding their tapes like parents from uh hiding their hiding tapes from their parents like bad report cards like Mm -hmm. that's how it really was bro like i was hiding i would shove a fucking record into my pants bro and just like and like walk in because this shit was like contraband in my house like you weren't like explicit lyrics like my 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 parents were fucking crazy. I got a Limp Biscuit CD one time that had a. It was literally the Walmart shit, bro. The the edited version. My mom was like, "Nope." I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" Can't even listen to that. Can't even listen to edit. She's like, "You know what they're saying." And I'm like, "So then what? I know already. Yeah, yeah. I've already. We've reached this. You're not protecting me. I know now." Yeah. <sighs> that was a weird. I time. remember. My mom uh, bought Fuji's the score mm. just hearing like Lauren Hill's cover and then didn't realize she was buying like a hip hop CD and it like starts listening to it, hearing all this stuff. And she's like, like, whoa. Yeah. Instantly, like didn't even listen through it once. So your mom too. Like, what, so what kind of your mom listened to a lot of old rock? Yeah. Classic did- rock. I mean, she listens to like some country and stuff, but she would be. But she wasn't into she wasn't into Lover Bird of Flack. No, no, no. She my mom still to this day it's hard to get her to appreciate any hip hop. I mean, even if you listen to old hip hop like Run DMC, uh shit like that, was there a lot of cussing? It seems like even back like in the in the early in the late eighties, when you have to think that's probably when your parents were listening to like, you know, they were really into music. Maybe mm-hmm. 70, 80, right? Those times. That's when they're in high school, right? Like probably graduated 86 or, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. No, they're, they're a little older than that. So graduated 81 or or something like that. Yeah, even a little earlier than that, but still. But yeah. still. Um, My dad's probably listening to like the Doobie Brothers and stuff, you know? There was not a lot of cursing in music back. There wasn't a lot of like, like Eminem was like a person that you're like, oh shit. Like even if you think about hip hop in like 79, and then you think about hip-hop in 99. Yeah. The 90s was like a lot of shock value music, you know. So what was that? Marilyn was that Manson just like a lot of people just kind of just heard it? Like like people have done that, bro. Like people have made that. Like Because the 70s was like, the 60s and 70s was like the peace, right? Like, oh man, like loving everybody and making those like songs that was like, you know, real loving and like people. Fo- I guess, I mean, I guess I'm probably fixated on one genre right now, but I guess I'm thinking of like the Beatles and shit, where it's like people just coming together and like that kind of shit. And then it slowly progresses into this like I don't give a fuck, fuck, the, you know. And I'm sure there's some genres that were always like fuck the establishment and shit like that. But yeah, definitely. I, I 
it changed in the 90s for sure with you know like nwa and like you said marilyn manson yeah even that like being rock old. was doing some crazy stuff the marilyn manson was a thing that you were just like whoa but the music was fire that's what was crazy is marilyn manson's music is dope yeah he's got a lot of dope shit but then you were just like He's got like tits and like fucking weird, like <laughs> fucking people were talking about he removed his ribs to suck his dick. There were like all these weird rumors and like the dude just had like blacked out eyes. Like it was just the covers were obscure and creepy. He's a smart and guy. You know how to get attention. Definitely got attention, yeah, bro. Very smart. He definitely was like, he was like an incredibly intelligent kid. He like played Dungeons and Dragons and was like really into, he was like academic kid. I remember there was, I think there was a rumor that, uh, Marilyn Manson was the the kid from the Wonder Years. Like he was really? one of the kids from the Wonder Years. Like there's like a big nose kid from the Wonder Years. <laughs> like not the main character, but like his friend or some shit. And people were saying that that was Marilyn Manson. Like he was he used to be on the Wonder Years, and then he removed his ribs and sucked his dick. It's crazy because you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't fucking fact check shit back then, right? Like you would just well, like from the Wonder Years <laughs> sucking his own dick. Any shock value you could get back then, bro, you were just like you just leaned in and nobody like somebody could call you on it but like only to your face like there wasn't a medium to like be like oh that's fake you know so a rumor would spread around and someone would be like hey that's bullshit and you're like yeah we already told 100 people and 100 people told 100 people and 100 people told 1000 people and now fucking everybody thinks that Marilyn Manson sucking his own dick and he probably embraced those rumors oh he was like i'm fucking crazy i might yeah, yeah exactly or so. he's like no comment Come yeah. to my show. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember, dude, I, I, I remember Eminem being a huge influence in my music uh, or in listening to music and it shifted in like whenever that, that Slim Shady LP came out. Was that around like 99? Yeah. And there was like a lot of 98, 99. There was like a lot of, it's crazy too because I was like 12 years old and there was a lot of things I didn't get. Like he made a lot of references I didn't understand. There was like the the Vicodin pill mm -hmm. on like the front of the the CD, and I was like, well, you know, what's that? That shit looks crazy. I didn't know what Vicodin was. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't even know like people take pills to get high. I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, I had such a sheltered life. I didn't even know any of that. Um. So, and then listening to this shit and some of the the references and shit, I just remember I thinking it was dope as fuck, and this is crazy, and like but not understanding not being able to comprehend a lot of the stuff or understanding you know exactly what he was talking about you you knew it was even if you didn't understand some of the references though you knew it was like rebellious you know just oh yeah there's lots the, of the stuff was you edgy. could it was yeah, yeah. It, it definitely was like i'm not supposed to be listening to this ooh i'm doing a bad thing I'm, this is crazy and it was a white dude doing it you know i'm going to be honest with you man like that shit never really never came into my mind, right? Like that's something that I think about as an adult. When I'm an adult, I look back and I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. But when I was a kid, um I'm gonna be honest, man. When I was a kid, I never really thought about race, really. I never really thought about it as a thing. Like my parents never really talked about it, and I never really I never really thought about any I, I and i didn't know enough about hip-hop at that time to think like oh eminem's like a he's a white rapper this is crazy i was just like this guy is crazy um because i remember one song that i fell in love with on the radio when i was a kid was uh Aaliyah and timbaland mm -hmm. um are you that somebody 
and it's that uh it's the it's the one that's got like the sample of the baby crying and uh uh i've been watching you like a hawk in the sky you know you know what i'm talking about yeah and bro that shit would come on bro i would i, I remember sitting there waiting for the radio to play just waiting cube 93 in seattle and i just sit there and i just wait I'd be, please play it please play it please play it and they fucking play it and i fucking record it i do the little record on the on the tape player right i had the i had the little you could record it and i would just try to i would try to catch it and record it man <laughs> yeah i think with eminem where the race thing comes in isn't from like someone who just likes hip-hop like you like you're saying his race probably didn't affect your opinion on him or anything when i was a kid yeah but for racist white america that always saw hip-hop as like a black thing and now the craziest dude in hip-hop with the most outlandish lyrics is a white dude that i think kind of affected people who weren't hip-hop fans They're like, like well, maybe what this the is cool. heck this little white dude's doing this i think it did have an effect well and i think that like if you talk to a lot of black folks i think that a lot of folks will say they don't they don't really you know i don't really relate to eminem's music I don't relate to like what is this guy talking about? This guy's talking about fuck you, dad, and fucking mom. You know what I mean? All this, all this shit, right? But there was a lot of white kids who were like, "Yeah, fuck my stepdad, man, <laughs> fuck him," you know. And it's that like, that that's really who got into that was 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 a lot of white kids who were because really people just like people that are like them. And even though Eminem's probably nothing like them. Even grew though up, there's nothing like them, but you, you know, could grew take... up with a much harder life than probably 95% of his fans. But that's the whole point, is that he was saying things that kids wished that they could say. These kids are yeah. like, I wish I could just say, fuck you, dad, and yep, fucking yep. walk out and punch him in the face and, and all these things. Like, he was, you, you were living vicariously through this, this character, because that's really what it was. I mean, Eminem, oh, yeah. Marshall Mathers had a fucked up life, right? But, but he created this character where he could really exaggerate and get crazy and put bitches in the trunk. And, yeah. and it was, I mean, really, it's like, some people will be like, oh, well, that's just, you know, this dude is just, you know, exploiting this shit. And, and it's like, you're so, and I, I talked about this the last guest I had, Anthony and a CB was on here. We're talking about this. Like, you're sonically through audio creating a movie. So you're creating a character, you're killing people. There's crazy, you're going through a, you know, you're going through this, you're painting these pictures in your mind and you're really going through, like they're creating a movie. That's what an album is, it's like an audio movie. And that's where you have skits in mm-hmm. there and it's tying everything together. And um, fuck man, like it was crazy. Dr. Dre did the same shit. And that's why those two were so good. Like Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001, had all sorts of crazy skits where he was like, I don't know, he was like fucking bitches and passing them on. And there was all sorts of crazy, like, you know, the skits were so cool back in the day. I don't feel like there's not a lot of skits in hip hop these days. No, not as many. I think. I feel like there's not a lot of, like, albums aren't such a thing. Like, back then you'd get an album and you would listen to track one, the whole thing. And you'd listen to the album and you yeah. would, like, the motherfuckers are like, dude, we put this in order for a reason. Because this is the order that you need to listen to them to experience yep. my project. Yep. And now there's no respect for that. Now she's like, oh man, he's got that single, bro. Yeah, I think some artists still focus on storytelling. But um, I, I just don't think from, it's the, not from the, the listener's standpoint, I think the uh, listeners don't re- like appreciate it. No, the listeners we all, are just social like social media, man. We all have a short attention span. Oh, I, love, I just love track six. I'm just going to go to track six. It's like, dude, but you skipped intro, you know? Like catch a vibe. I don't have time. I just I want 
track six. I love it track also six. used to be a big deal to save up your $14 and go to Hastings and buy your CD. Now you can just stream everything for free. So it, it you're not going to just listen to the same CD over and over when you can listen to every artist out there. And when you were a kid, so, you would get that one or two CDs. And, and it's all like, you these have. are what I'm listening to for the next two months until I can so afford another CD. Accessibility and convenience kills I don't want to say just art because it kind of kills like everything like if you could only eat you know when you were a kid you could only really eat when like your parents were feeding you so you were like oh it's dinner time now when you're an adult you're like I can fucking I could just do whatever I could eat all day if I wanted to I could fucking just munch yeah. I could fucking order a pizza I could get ice cream I could you know what I mean like when you were a kid it's like your mom had ice cream oh you got some oh shit we get ice cream oh shit like yeah. it was a thing now you're like I could get a tub of ice cream, eat it to myself. When like, everything's available all the time, it, 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 you don't get excited about it anymore. You don't get excited about it, man. No. And so there's something cool, and this leads right back into Fruit Baked, the brand, and how accessible it is to, to the public. Like People can't just get that design. They can't just at any time go onto the website and get that uh, Forbidden Fruit line. No, that was available for one day. For one day? 24 hours. And there's not even like a, from the public side, there's not even like a big rhyme or reason for when these things drop or yeah. like they just kind of happen. And you're just like, oh shit, like you either are on, you're either on and you, you saw the announcements and you had the money and you were able to cop a shirt mm -hmm. or you were just like, oh fuck, what, where'd you get that? Oh, what? One day? Ah. Yeah, and, and part of that's, on purpose part of that's just being unprofessional <laughs> and not planned out and being like oh we haven't dropped anything in a while i got a bunch of designs let's just drop something so it, it's a little bit of both but some of it's definitely on purpose so even from your end not everything is strategically planned out to be dropped at a certain time to, to usually it is but there's just some times where you're like you know i just i just want to drop yeah this. We, we should drop some stuff next friday let's do it because but, have you dropped anything lately no, it's been a while. Mm. Have a lot of stuff cooking up. Got so, a lot of stuff cooking up. It's yeah, a good time to be on the podcast. So, so yeah, soon it, um, if all goes as planned, it will be a little more. Um, I don't know how to say this. It'll be more steady, more consistent with when stuff drops. As far as it won't just be hey, two drops this month, zero drops next month. It won't be like that as much. Mm -hmm. But it'll still be. There'll still be a mysterious element to it. Do you know how many drops you did last month or last year? Just like in 2018, like how many did you do? Like a couple of like a couple um, of months? Did you kind of? No, not that many. Probably only like four many. or five. Like four or five, maybe even if that. I don't know. And uh, it's so you you kind of you got a lot of stuff that you're sitting on, mm -hmm. and then it's just you know at, at that point it's kind of you just because from our standpoint from being the people and i'm talking about the people who know your brand there's a lot of people listening to this have no idea who what your brand is they never seen the instagram and on anything um but from the people that fuck with the brand you know it, it definitely works with this anticipation of like damn what's that next drop and fuck i gotta make sure that i don't miss it because mm -hmm. i i've just i've missed a few and and then i've been like Fuck, I love that <laughs> shit, dude. And I and I didn't get. I'll see the homie wearing it. I'm like, you motherfucker, dude. You know. Yeah, and it, it's it's not like it sells out. Like everything, nothing ever sells out. For I shouldn't say nothing. Uh, 
but in general everything's available we just limit the amount of time it's available yeah so yeah it's just that one day but i mean it's not uh, 10 people could order it, 100 people could order it that doesn't really affect. like you have the you have enough to to give them it's just yeah. this that time frame and yeah that, we just shorten the yeah. time frame we still want everyone who likes the brand to have a chance to get the product but you still you know there's something special about getting something that you feel like not everyone else is going to have too so we want people to be able to get it but they also have to pay attention and follow the brand and get it when it's available um but you know that way when it's only available a day people get a little bit more of a unique product well i know you don't want to water down the brand and that's you know that's why you do that too but um do you ever do like giveaways or thought about doing like giveaways for like old shirts or old designs or, or, or making an opportunity for people to, you know, pick up and like something that they wish they would have got and that they were like, that kind of defeat the purpose. I mean, some of the old stuff. Yeah. I've, I mean, I'm I saying mean, for like a 24 hour thing again or something like that. Have you ever ran something twice? I think the only thing we've ever ran twice was some of that trump stuff oh yeah talk about that please <laughs> i was actually meaning to get into that um that was just i don't know something i feel like we kind of had to do and not necessarily in general we're not trying to take like a political stand or be some brand about politics especially after we dropped those people were constantly giving us like ideas like oh so and it's like all about politics, not even about Trump, about bro, other politicians, Biden shirt, bro, small little issues and this and that, that we should make sure it's about. And it's like, no, we're not like, you know, some political brand, that's but that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. At the same time, uh, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of, uh, how you guys subtly, the, the subtleness, I don't know if that's the word, but it, it's just so beautiful because it's not like a, it's not like a blatant fuck you, but it's like a I'm peach Trump. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And you can put it together. You know what I mean? It's not just like Donald Trump's face with like a fucking X over it. Like it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you really find a, a really cool way. Um, one, my favorite one is uh, the, the collaboration that you did with Derek Jenkins. Yeah. That was fun. I fucking love that one, dude. The, yeah. the, cause, uh, he actually did tell me that it was the, it was you, you had an old picture of the middle finger up to the Confederate flag. Yeah. And then he just used that dog. That picture is fucking perfect. That shouldn't have happened. Like <laughs> we had a different design that he was going to use for his, uh, art for the song already done. And it was original. It was something I personally made. And for some reason, when he went to like, get it on all the platforms i think it was apple someone said it was copyright or they might have a copyright and issue this was like a, an original brand that you, or a, a it was yeah something i made for derek something you made yeah uh well i mean we did a lot of the brainstorming process together so i shouldn't say like just i made it but we were we had it we both liked it he was going to use it and then that happened and he had already announced like a date for the song if i remember right okay so then he was like oh we need a different image like now. So then you just pulled that out. And so I, yeah, I just scrolled back in my phone. That's like a crappy photo I took on an iPhone 6. Like, and I think I took that photo in 2014. And uh, yeah, I was just scrolling through some, some stuff, sending stuff over to Derek. And when I sent him that one, he's like, yeah, that, that, we got to use that. It's, so I just, I think I remember you a little saying bit that. And, yeah. I look at the picture and I'm like, 
This doesn't look like an iPhone from 2006. This this shit look just looks like a clean photo. I mean, I have it blown up on the back of my shirt, and I'm just, I get the I get the best looks. I get <laughs> yeah, the that best looks from everybody. It's just, awesome. I forgot I took that photo. Did not know it was in my phone. It was just uh, I probably took that going 60 miles an hour down the highway. Saw some dude with the Confederate flag and held my finger up and took a picture. Bro, I think it's kind of a the Confederate flag issue is kind of a weird issue right like a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about it um and it just seems like i don't such think a it, it simple shouldn't issue. be a weird issue yeah, it's yeah, so it simple not. but so like, many people are like but well you know that's not what it means man you know and you're like what is it was what, it what team are you repping right now bro yeah, like if you're was, wearing a fucking mariners hat i know you with the mariners like yeah, you fuck with the our, mariners our, our country was at war with itself and that side supported slavery the other side didn't and you're well, not well, rocking was, the other flag. It's pretty much that simple. Like, it's that simple. So there's an argument that people, oh, well, you know, you know, I'm from the South. It's part of our, you know. Your shitty, ugly past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's a part so, of. And, and I mean, there's there's like a lot of, um, you know, Outcast, for example, has rocked like, you know, Confederate flag belt buckles and shit like that. And uh, I think that that's more of like a taking something that's, you know, has a negative connotation and embracing something from the South and making it not a fucked up thing. But, you know, people will use that to be like, you know, that's not what it's about, man. But yeah, like you said, the simple fact remains that that's what it represents. Well, but dude, Duke's a hazard, man. What do you, what do you, you know, people will find a yeah, million I mean, different things to try to justify it, but it just still... Especially, you're in the Pacific Northwest. Where are you from, bro? Oh, I'm from Spokane. Yeah, that's, you have a Confederate flag. If there's a reason for it that maybe makes sense. If you grew up in the South, then okay. But that's I grew up up here, and it doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me. And when you see people it. flying it up here, and it's like, don't tell me that's about Southern pride when you live in Spokane, and Washington. You're flying it, yeah, bro. It's not just in your bedroom. Yeah. Like you're like, I'm going. I'm not even just going to get a sticker. I'm going to attach this flag to the back of my that's truck, a and I'm going to wave it every day. I'm going to secure it. I'm going to. I'm going to do maintenance on it. I'm going to. You know, it's like yeah, it's fucking crazy, bro. Like you that, said, especially when they're not from the South. You're not in the South, and you're you're. Yeah. People know, even if they have their own reason for flying that flag, they know what it represents. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. They know what it represents, and they're looking for controversy. Yeah, there, there seems to be, especially in this on this side of the state, in this area that we're in right now, we kind of see a lot of that. And when I wear that shirt, I get a lot of funny looks, bro, especially when I'm up north and I'm at the grocery store and people are like, hey. Like, I can just tell. I can just see a Hey, yeah. like, what do you feel some way about this? Go wear it out in North Idaho. And it's North uh, Idaho. How weird is that? That's that's literally how everything is set up, too, man. It's like Idaho is such a weird place. Listen, loved Idaho, love Idaho. A lot of really cool people in Idaho. A lot of cool places in Idaho. A lot of awesome businesses in Idaho. But fuck, bro. Yeah. Y'all need to get on board with weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, need to, you need to just. What is going on, man? It's very. It's a, it's a whole different world. Man. I got an AK-47, but if we find you with weed, you're gonna get fucking put in jail. Like, whoa, a plant? Yeah. But I have a man killer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the, the hypocrisy 
in a lot of these things. I'm not trying to go politics right now, but it's just, I don't know. It's, these are just like the observations of a stoner from Spokane looking around the world and just being like, what? Yeah, it's just unfortunate how worked up people get over things that don't affect them whatsoever. But I like how you fucking play in that. You play in that fucking sandbox, and you, you, you know what I mean. You poke around, and and really, you're not afraid to just, in your own artistic way, especially Derek, dude. Like Derek doesn't give a fuck. Like, and that's what I love, dude. Is he just he just wants to fucking tell you to your face. He just wants to he'll, he that song he's got, bro. Super fucking powerful song. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the the art you guys did was just so on point. Yeah, I don't know if I can say anything, but there Derek's definitely got some more stuff coming too. So. I think I'm gonna get him on again, dude. He he hit me up and I was he's like, oh man, I got a couple things in the works. We should you know, and I was like, well, let's run it back because when we did it before, it was out in the living room. You know, there was you know we've changed a lot of stuff since then, so I'm excited to get him back on and fucking. Yeah. Isn't he moving? I thought he was moving to to New York or something, and I was like, uh, he's moving back home. He's from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, that's yeah. right. So he. He's lived out here for quite a long time though, because um, I, I actually Derek and I actually went to high school together in Spokane. Yeah. Okay. Um, none of the, we didn't know. So when he reached out to Fruit Baked, mm-hmm. he did not know that. that that it was you. Yeah, he reached out to Fruit Baked, and we were gonna link up. And like halfway through the process, I was like, "By the way, like you know the owner of Fruit Baked, man. We went to high school together." Oh, that's so crazy. So yeah, I've known Derek for a long time. And so um, that's blossomed into a whole beautiful thing. Yeah. And and you guys, and I guess the, the, the interesting part of this whole situation is in high school, you guys weren't like, you know, super close friends. No, not. Like a, I mean, we, we definitely knew each other. You knew who each other were. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and then that's another really crazy thing about life is how, you know, you see somebody, you acknowledge, oh yeah, I know who you are. You know who you are. And then it, it's like only if you knew then like, yeah, man. In eight years, we're going to be working on a project together. Or, you know what I mean? A 20 year, yeah. you know, 15 year, 12 year, whatever it is. I don't even think between high school up until recently we ever. I mean, I think we ran into each other at a few like local hip hop shows. It's kind of Maybe. a head nod. Yeah. But... No, no. Like we actually talked to each other. I had to oh, be okay. together. Like, yeah. No, we're, we're, we definitely uh, weren't like strangers at all. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think up until we started brainstorming some stuff, hanging out and talking creatively. But we'd only seen each other a few times since high school. Because if I see somebody from high school, I'm like, <laughs> what's up, man? Like, you know, I don't know. Just because we went to high school together doesn't mean we fucking, I'm like, we have anything more in common or anything to talk about any different than any of these other people around me that I don't know. You we, know, we played some basketball together in high school. So we knew each other. So that's different. Yo, man, I played, man. It's crazy how much basketball we played in fucking high school, bro. Like how many games Non-stop. you just pick up, you just meet people because you're just like, oh yeah, fucking this guy's playing. Oh, we picked up this dude. We just, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be running. You really get close in basketball, bro, because yeah. you, you those emotions fly. Imagine it, it was crazy how much emotions were in basketball, bro. Like I'd swat somebody, and there was some real anger. And there, and if I would lose, my homie one time, my homie Harrington, <laughs> he fucking beat me a hundred to eight. In like a real in a one on one. Who plays one on one to a hundred, bro? So my, <laughs> I was in ju- I was in junior marathon high. basketball. Yes, I was in junior high, bro. And my uh, and my girl just broke up with me. She had just broken up with me, and uh, and he was like, "How can I make we're this worse?" Take it out. <laughs> well, we're just gonna take it off. Like, he's like, "No, let's just take it out on a game. Let's just go." And I was so distraught and just like in my own head and shit. He just. He was just whooping me, bro. Just whooping me in a hundred to eight, bro. We just kept. I was like, "No, nah, man, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it." And he just kept, just. 
whatever you're picturing in your head right now, that's what happened. <laughs> it was not good. It was a hundred to eight. It was raining. It was one on one, like at the basketball court in the apartment complex. Like everybody had the court in the apartment complex, half court. One on one. Before the game started, did you decide we're playing to 100? Uh, or did it just like keep going? Because that's. I think I've that never it, played a I game. I think to that it might have kept going. I think that it was just like, all right, man, you know, we just play. Let's just play. <laughs> Double or nothing. Now, when you're a kid, <laughs> you would play a big game. Like, I would play, like, you know, let's, you know, let's play to 40. You know, let's just, let's just, let's just, you know, are we, I mean, one on one, I can't even imagine us playing until 40, but it was probably like, yeah, we'll play, you know, play a game to 20. And then it was like, all right, no, 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 you know, let's just keep it going. Like, I'm, I'm going to catch up. I'll play to, you know, play to 40, play to 50. I don't know, bro. I know uh, for a fact, 100 to 8 happened. One on one. I was depressed. <laughs> I was losing. It was bad, dude. But I hung out with a lot of people that were a lot better at a lot of things than me. Like I'd that's get, good. I'd get beat at fucking video games. I get beat at basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, beat at fucking football. I'm always getting challenged, bro. Yeah. So I think that that kind of helps you. It humbles you, and it helps you when yeah. you become an older adult. You really can go through life knowing like you're not you're not hot shit, dude. There's yeah. A lot of people out there that are way better at what you're doing than you. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> got better at sports in general by always trying to like play with my older brother and his friends who probably didn't want the little brother playing with them who's you know half their size or whatever but like yeah yeah you let me play and then it's like they're not gonna take it easy on me so yeah that's good for you man those are always tough dude playing those older kids man because they would they would fuck you up bro like i would get swatted by even though i was tall i get i get swatted i didn't have the confidence so i'd come up for a shot didn't have any pump fakes or anything i just go for the shot and people would just fuck it ah like those older kids would just get me dude yeah, and my brothers were a lot bigger than me too. So, so you were. It wasn't yeah. just older. It was. It was. Yeah. And they love to swatch you. They're like, well, I almost oh, yeah. fought my little brother. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. shit, man. Tell them. Tell the people. Tell the people uh, where they can find fruit baked. Uh, mostly just on Instagram for now. Uh, at fruit baked on Instagram. Uh, we post a lot on our stories. A lot less to our page. That may be changing soon. Because you do have a website. Yeah, the website's fruitbake.com. Okay. And as it's how it is right now, we just completely shut down the website between drops. Okay. So it just says like under construction or it'll fucking... just say, yeah, like follow us on Instagram to see when our next drop happens. Okay. Um So there's nothing available. No, there's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. available. Okay. <laughs> right now. That 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 will be changing slightly in the future. Okay. The drops will still be for the most part just twenty four hours available. Um, are only available for 24 hours, but the website will get to a point where it's open all the time. There just won't always be product available. Shit, bro. Fruit baked on Instagram, not on Twitter or anything like that. Just Instagram. Uh, Facebook. We have a Twitter and Facebook, but we never use them. Never use them. So so Instagram is the the new wave, bro. Get on Instagram, follow fruit baked, bro. Yeah, thanks for having Appreciate me, man. Appreciate you coming on, yeah. bullshitting about fucking life and <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. And 100 to 8. That's right, 100 to 8, <laughs> man. Never forget it, bro. It's a fucking big F in my life or a L, a failure, a loss. All right, y'all. It's been dope. Moot from Fruit Baked. Yeah, yeah. Fruitbaked.com, Fruitbaked on Instagram. All right, guys. Later. Peace.
happy to be here. I think here. about all the problems you have to encounter being 6'9". Like, people are probably like, number one, here's the number one problem you have to deal with being 6'9". Everybody's saying, you're going to get fucking put in jail. I'm going to fucking smack this young kid with my dick. 